0: you now tuned in to the hottest podcast in the world, The Stay Woke Podcast, right here on TheSonicBreakdown.com. Man, it's time to wake up. To wake Welcome up. to another Stay Woke Podcast. This is D-Ray Brenton. And you know The Stay Woke Podcast is presented by TheSonicBreakdown.com. Check out one of our reviews or articles now. Today is going to be another Let's Talk About It segment. And with that, we always talk to a creative and talented person. And today we're going to be talking to a wonderful singer, Netta Brielle. And her latest single, "I Don't Mind," all can be found on Apple Music or iTunes. And here's our interview with Netta Brielle. So, how's your week been going?
1: Um, it's kind of heavy. Like I was telling you when I walked in, it's it's an interesting start to this week. Yeah. I mean, um, with all that's going on right now here at home. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. definitely heavy on definitely everybody in the Bay. All right. Yeah. It should be on heavy on everybody in the Bay. Put it that way.
1: Yeah, I I, I believe it is too. Yeah. yeah.
0: For for those who don't know, we're speaking about the incident that just recently happened on the MacArthur BART. Uh, Tania Wilson, I believe it was. Nia? N- Nia, Nia Wilson. N- and w- her sister as well mm-hmm. uh, were stabbed getting off the BART. Yeah, it's just been really heavy on the heart, especially when you dive into the circumstances that, at what it was happening. It was right. A white gentleman that uh stabbed them for, it a, a par- doesn't appear, any apparent reason, then, mm-hmm. you know other than the obvious or some would assume the obvious is because of the color of their skin. Right. And you just as we were talking earlier about like where we're from and and, and being in the Bay, this is not what we don't this ain't something we're used we're to. We're used to. Yeah. The Bay Area
1: the Bay Area has been changing a lot in the last year or so. And everything that I feel like I pride myself on coming from here has has started to change. And I find that when I'm down by like Merritt, downtown Oakland, I feel like an outsider. I feel like I'm looked at, like, what are you doing around these parts? Um, And these are the places that I've performed, that I've grown up in, that my family family and friends live in these neighborhoods, and it doesn't feel good. Um, And this situation was kinda like the cherry on the top. It was like, you know what? This is what I'm talking about. This is ridiculous. This could have been any of us. Uh. You know, we all ride the BART. um, Whether you have a car or not, like this is a part of our everyday. And for somebody to just be returning home from a family event and this is the tragedy, this is the outcome, it's like really disturbing. My anxiety is on ten. I'm turning around every five minutes when I'm outside. I'm looking at people crazy because it's like it could be any of us. And this is our reality right now. And this is just not the Bay Area that I've grown to be a part of. And it's it's kinda disturbing.
0: And and that takes me to like what part of the Bay Area were you from, to for those that don't know, to well, kinda like put it in perspective.
1: Yeah. Well, um I spent a lot of time in Oakland, grew up in Berkeley. By way of Oakland, pretty much. I went to Far West High in Oakland. A lot of my family and friends, by way of Berkeley and Oakland, all over the Bay Area, San Francisco, Richmond. Um, the Bay Area as a whole, I just feel completely connected to in every way. But, yeah, Berkeley High, Willard, LeConte, Far West, Oakland, yeah. yeah.
0: What about your parents? What were, what were they doing? What, what brought them to the Bay Area?
1: Um, actually, uh, my grandmother They um, came over from St. Thomas um, when my grandmother was a young girl. Yeah, and they grew up in San Francisco, and And then yeah, and um, Mm. then my grandmother was actually um, a jazz pianist, jazz and classical pianist, and so she, in her teenage years, went over to New Jersey, spent a lot of time there doing music, and then she decided to just kind of fall back, get married, move to Philadelphia, where she met my grandfather, and then they came back to the Bay Area. Okay. So my mom was born in Philly and um, born here raised in the bay area gotcha, gotcha. i appreciate you asking me that people never really go that deep with me they just assume that it's just like oakland and that's it but really i feel like i'm extended throughout the bay area so i appreciate that
0: oh, no problem and uh and it, it makes sense why in your music you can hear that that mm-hmm. connection to the bay yeah entirely and even just in california entirely yeah um, with the you know that song Beta to that bay to la mm-hmm. so thank you that's, that's interesting and I want to just go touch on a little bit about uh, your grandmother being a jazz pianist. Yeah. How was that like influence on your musically?
1: Well she overall just as a person is just a huge influence on me musically, creatively. Um, my grandmother went deaf actually before I was born oh, um, and so um, she still actually continued to play the piano but um, in her being deaf um, kind of brought on this mental illness so she became like a paranoid schizophrenic. When she didn't take her medicine things got a little difficult. When she did an amazing, an amazing woman. Still very connected to music, even though she couldn't hear it. Um, she's the one who introduced us to reading and just being uplifted um, within your mind. And, um, and I think a lot of that came on for, for her when she lost her hearing and that being all she had. Mm-hmm. And I would just always look at her, too, like experiencing all that struggle. Just like imagine losing your ear, not being able to hear your children laugh, not being able to hear your favorite song, like to silence. And um, how she had to battle through that. And she ended up living until she was 90. Um, I mean the mental illness took a toll on her and us as a family. Mm -hmm. It was very difficult. It's not something that we talked about. I just started talking about this maybe like a few years ago because I didn't know that um, it was going on in a lot of families, a lot Mm -hmm. of black families, because nobody talked about it. So I thought that something was wrong with us, people would judge us, you know what I mean? All that. So I've been talking about it more. And so she plays a major part in me as a woman, musically, and even just wanting to be a leader in everything that I do. And so, yeah.
0: And I want to just commend you on being having the courage to talk about it because, as you said, especially in the black community, right? people don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And that's something that I've talked about on the podcast several times. Um, my brother, he's into... Helping with mental illness, mm. uh, my aunt. She's part of NAMI, the oh, National wow. Organization yeah. for Mental Illness. So that's something that we're very aware of. But we understand that there is still that stigma that's associated with right. it, and and it's it's a shame because mental health is just like any other health. When you break a bone, you go to the doctor, right? <laughs> your your brain is another part of your body. Exactly. It's another it's, it's, an, it's another organ. You that's have such a to, great way to look at it. You have to take care of it as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: And what's crazy is um, I just started going to therapy like a couple of months ago. Over the last 10 years, I thought therapy was stupid. I thought like, I'm gonna go sit down in front of someone who doesn't know me to tell me who I am and what I need to do to fix myself. Like the whole thought process about it was just so negative. And I think it does come from um, not something, because it's not being talked about. It's not like, it's it's okay for you to go and speak to somebody. This is okay. We don't ever, I've never felt that until like when things we got, they became so heavy, and I had no one to talk to. Right. You know, of course, God, but that was it. Yeah. And um, I was like, maybe it's about that time. So it took me 10 years to decide to go.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> you still made the decision, so that's the right. strength in that. And, right. um, I mean, I understand that. Definitely, talking to people, it's, it's part of human nature. Right. It's, communication is such a heavy part of human experience. Right. So why can't we communicate our feelings Mm -hmm. and our thought process as well. Exactly. So just, we just have to break away from that stigma. It's just like, but, and taking in the context of everything else we do, Mm -hmm. we talk about everything else in the world, Mm -hmm. but we're afraid to talk about our feelings. Right. And and how, what's making us feel that way, what's making us think this way. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make sense if you break it down to that. And so, I just, again, commend you for doing that and having the courage to, to speak at it like, publicly because a lot of people don't. They're afraid to. Right. And they're, they're holding it back. But I do feel like there is, we're getting a a shift in society, a mm-hmm. shift in culture. Similar like we're having with the, or like we had with the health trend. Mm-hmm. We were starting seeing little health trends, little health trends, and then we keep on seeing it escalate and escalate and things becoming more healthy. We're seeing, you know, then putting calories in front of people so they can be aware of it. Exactly. I see that beginning to happen with mental health mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is like, and mental health is people shifting in that direction. And so, it's good to see that. Hopefully, we can see that in other areas such right. as, uh, you know, cultural diversity. Mm-hmm equality yeah that yeah that's just that's just amazing that you went through that yeah. i want a little transition to after that period with your uh grandmother mm-hmm. what was what was that transition after that period especially musically Because um, sometimes that might hinder and yeah. in other cases it might evoke tremendous amount of um you know music do too, you mean kind of therapy. Um,
1: after she passed away or after she like the mental Both. illness took effect yeah it's crazy because I was just having this conversation with my mom not too long ago. Again, because this is something that's not talked about. Mm-hmm. It was never really explained to my sisters and I, this is what's going on with your grandmother. And when she doesn't take her medicine, this is what happens. So we were thinking, is everybody, oh, everybody's grandmother's like this. I guess this is, you know, we thought it was normal. And then we would go, because um, my grandmother was like a really, she loved shopping. She loved going to bookstores. So she would always take us with her we would get in public and sometimes she would act like she was gonna hit somebody um, or she would start doing like these karate moves and she would um, just start cursing people out and um, we were terrified. We were so scared as kids because we were like, what if somebody reacts and now we all, you know, like it was really difficult for us as kids and um, Now I know my mom probably didn't know how to tell us this stuff, Mm. or she didn't know how to tell her grandmother, like, no, you can't take them with you. Um, But for us as kids, we didn't understand and we never wanted to go.
0: Yeah, that's tough.
1: It's really tough. And I think, as I started to get a little older, like a little toward like, maybe ninth, 10th grade, started kind of doing research on it on my own, like, what is this? What's happening? And so I kind of had to figure out that this is what's going on with her. This is what paranoia is, schizophrenia is. This is what the medicine is that she's taking. And she was so smart because it's like she understood that I can't mix this medicine with this medicine because, you know, so she wouldn't think that she needed that medicine for the mental health, but then it would make her act out. Um, but, you know, in junior high and um, even elementary, like, a lot of the kids would tease me, like, I seen your grandmother on the bus, and, you know, she was in the back talking to herself, and it would just be really difficult. How do you explain this stuff? How do you explain this stuff to yourself, you yeah. know? So.
0: Did you ever react, to, like, how did you react to that? Because some people would lash out on yeah. others and some people then internalize it. So
1: I think I would internalize it. Mm. Um and then I think I would kind of like act out in class. Um, I would talk a lot in I would different get ways. Class man. count, like I was doing I was like mooning in the class. Mm-hmm. I was doing some crazy stuff I don't know but now as an adult I'm like oh it's probably because of things that I was experiencing and I didn't know how or who to talk to but then again that's what kind of like brought in music for me because I would just write you know write short stories and then my mom even though we didn't have like a lot of money and a lot of resources she would always figure out like little things for me to do she would find scholarships and like okay she's into music she's into the arts let me try to find stuff that maybe I can't afford but they like offer some kind of um, scholarships and that's kind of what would be my outlet okay you know it was a lot going on at that time just even within my household and my father it was a lot of domestic violence Uh it it was just it was a lot on a child and I think music is what kind of like became my release I didn't you know
0: did you always feel that you were a creator or did you did you kind of Mm -hmm. find out through the the trouble and tribulations that you were going through and it kind of that was your therapy mm-hmm. and then you were like oh well you know I'm good yeah. at this or, or how, how did that come about when you
1: that's a good question I was always a creator I, at three years old I knew that I wanted to be like I was going to stand on the table and everybody's going to sit down and I'm going to give you all a performance like at three I knew that this is what I was supposed to be doing I it was a feeling and I think over time it I somehow used the, the pain of whatever was going on to like kind of further myself in music, whether that be writing or, you know, just coming up with ideas or whatever. So it was always there. I think I then just started to use it as a shield. But now as an adult, I'm noticing that I don't really know how to communicate feelings all the time because I've always kind of kept them in and put them in my music. So now when it's time to have conversations with people I love or people I care about, I'm like, ugh. You know what I mean so yeah now, let me just write a song <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so now I'm noticing that I wish I would have learned that gotcha. communicating kind of thing but hopefully'm I'll figure it out in this whole therapy thing I don't know
0: I mean, <laughs> so it's timing is timing yeah it, it comes when when it's needed so yeah that's uh, that's that's pretty amazing when you started getting those scholarships in regards to music and things like that mm-hmm. and and art is there any other were you into sports or anything else like that when you were younger
1: mm-hmm um, I was a tomboy. I still am. Like, so, you know, I was like the only girl growing up in my neighborhood with all boys. So we would play football, basketball. Like, so um, I was always into sports. Now, I don't know if I was really that good. I used to play on the teams and stuff, but I don't think I was that tight. I, uh, but, um, and, you know, now I just, I mean, I'm into the Warriors. I'm into, you know, football. So I'm, I still like to watch it.
0: And when did you really started taking music seriously and and wanted to pursue it as a like a real full career instead of just something that you you know use as your outlet?
1: Mm-hmm. You know how some people feel like um they were born with like I was born like some people feel like they were supposed to be born another gender, like they were like that that kind of thing. like it was I was already born like a musician and an artist or already I, I don't know when it started. Like and it's always in you. was always there, yeah. And then I think my mom, you know, was she would play all these different kinds of music like with us growing up. And my father was into jazz, so he kind of like introduced that side of it to me. Um, and then my grandmother and my um, great uncle was a sax, played the saxophone. So it's oh, like wow. yeah. it's kind of always like you're. This is what you're supposed to do, um, and that's kind of like what it's always been.
0: And what was uh. What was one of your favorite songs that either, you know, your mom, your grandmother, or your father played for you that, like, if you hear it today, it's like, yeah. oh, that's that's the one?
1: What's crazy is, that is the hardest question that people ask me. Like, what is your favorite song? Or what is this artist that you like? What is your favorite song from this yeah. artist? Because you know how, like, every day you could Sounds be. Feel, yeah, it's, yeah. About, it's
0: about that feeling at the time, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think, well, one thing I do remember, like, when my father, and he probably was, like, hella drunk. Out of his mind But he would make me Wake me up really late And just like Have me listen to Um All The records that he had All the jazz records So it would be like Billy Eckstein Sarah Von, Billy Holiday Mm -hmm. Like And I would be like Ugh listen I don't want to hear this turn on escape like you know but now I'm just like it's really dope to understand different genres and to know the history of music and where it's come from and how it's evolved so now I'm I'm like really grateful for that but at the time when I was young I didn't really get it but I think that it's important to like you know if I look at myself as a musician like I shouldn't be just locked into one genre which is kind of like The moment that I'm in right now like I feel like I put myself in a box um in the last couple of years in that um I called myself an R&B artist and this is what I do when really um when you talk about my father my mom my grandmother I mean people that I've grown up with like I've listened and been um, influenced by so many different kinds of artists and so much different styles of music like I now need to live like my best self as a musician and I don't think that I've been doing that. So in this moment, that's where I'm at. Like, there's no more boxes for me. I'm just gonna do everything that I know that I can and I just wanna get better in that space. So I'm really like in this transition moment of like, finding myself I hate that I'm finding myself but really it's more like being okay with who I am my name is Netta my name is Aquanetta um I've have grown up in the Bay Area and I'm influenced by so many different kinds of things and that's okay and if you judge me for that good for you you know what I mean and I'm just getting to that place now whereas before it would just be like okay I'm a black girl, I'm, I'm, I'm doing R&B music, and like, yeah, just give me heavy bass, and I, all those things are still, of course. And yeah, you can but still like them, but oh, you can like course. more than just yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So that's
0: because you eat blueberries a lot, that doesn't mean you don't like strawberries.
1: Right, <laughs> right, right. And I think sometimes you kind of, um, people feel like that's what I'm supposed to be doing, so that's what I do. No more, no more, yeah
0: that's amazing growth though but it's it's we're complex creatures we're right we're that's what we are we are always evolving we're always learning that's Mm -hmm. why our brains have the capacity that they have to take on so much more information Mm -hmm. every day
1: absolutely
0: once we get new information our opinions on things should change and so therefore we're gonna grow Mm -hmm. and expand right Um, take Childish Gambino Mm -hmm. he started rapping if he didn't expand, we would have never got This is America or mm. um Awaken My Love.
1: Exactly. You know what
0: I'm saying? So having that growth and, and the courage to be able that's to it. say, you know what? I am more than just this. Right. And, and explore it. I, I, again, I commend you for that because yeah. a lot of people get scared and there's a lot of pressures on, I, I, I'm not even an artist, but I understand the pressures of artists feeling, mm-hmm. you know, this is where they want you to be. Right. <laughs> and so that's where they think they can keep you. Yeah. And I mean, but also from their perspective, they're a business. They're trying to make money. So exactly. If they think that's where they're gonna make the most money on you, they're not caring about your emotions necessarily or your growth as a human. Right. <laughs> so right. you have and to then take that onus like, on yourself, you know.
1: When you do that, like I noticed that like you're just setting yourself up to I mean, just like it's like being in prison. Like, imagine someone saying, this is who you are. When you go out into the public, you meet your fans, you do your song, this is who you are, and that's not really who you are, and then you go home and you're alone, and that's when you get to be yourself, but there's nobody around. That, you know, it's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Like, why do I sell myself short? You know, you're gonna judge me either way, and that's one thing my mom will always say. Like, people gonna talk about you regardless, good or bad, so just do what you're gonna do, Yeah. you know? And that's kind of like, I had to build that courage up. I'm still building it up. I'm still figuring out how to stand tall and be like, this is who I am. But if I don't do that, it's like, you know, I'ma just settle and just let you guys tell me who I am. I'm not doing that anymore.
0: Yeah, because at the end of the day, whenever, when all the chips are out, they don't gotta live with that's the, right. their life. That's you right. do. That's and right. so you gotta do what's gonna make you happy mm-hmm. and make the people you care about happy. So, exactly. I mean, that's really important. I do want to touch on how you were saying those those other influences that you have mm-hmm. in your music. I can hear, I definitely hear jazz influence, especially on the productions that you pick mm-hmm. and the, the types of sounds that are there that I don't hear from typical R&B singers yeah. um, all the time, as well as the way you choose to go over the production. I feel like there's it has some of that jazz scat in it in mm-hmm. the way that, the, way that you, the vocal patterns are. Is that something that you've done consciously or is that something that just because of all the influences that you've had it just
1: um, that's a really good question. I appreciate you for like going and listening to my music and like breaking it down. I really appreciate that, seriously. Um I think it's a little bit of both. I think that um it's like for example, like when I did 3 Times Crazy, if I could be honest with you, I didn't want to do it. I fought. Like I did not want to do it because I'm like, okay, then everybody's going to think that I'm like, you know, Everybody else out right now that has this style of music, like how am I gonna stand tall and really be an artist that lasts if I'm just gonna do what's popular right now? And here's the ironic thing, that popular sound did come from here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, here I am stuck in between because it's like, this is our sound that we don't really get that credit for. But then also you're gonna put me in this box with everybody else. I'm trying to be here. Like, I grew up on the Janets and the Mikes and the people who have, like, this long history of evolving and, like, really making a statement in their music. And here I come, like, do-do-do-do. You know what I mean? Like, so I really battled with that. I understood what they were saying. But for me, I just, it's like, so... When I did Three Times Crazy, I was like, how can we, we at least do this to where it doesn't sound like that typical style, you know, from the verse to the hook, and so, um um, the people that I created it with we kind of just came up with like well, what if we throw like that familiar you got me shook up shook you know what I mean like so you're gonna grab those old ears and then also you're gonna do something that wouldn't be typical on these tracks and kind of like meet in the middle um so that's kind of like where that came from but I did not want to do that record I didn't want, and then I don't even know if I've ever talked about this before but like I was like well I gotta go get tracks a million I got to go get Pilo. I got to go because why would I come here to Atlanta, between Atlanta and New York, and then you guys tell me I need this sound, and then I'm going to have somebody create this sound. Why don't I go to the originators of this? Why don't I go to the people who helped build this? Like, please let me have some kind of, you know, like this is where I'm from, yeah. you know? So I had to fight for all of that.
0: Like show some real ownership and authentic, uh, um, authenticity to it. Like, right. Not just, we're just riding off the wave, in essence. Yeah, kind
1: of. yeah. And then I was like, I want I, I want to sing. Like, I want people to know that I'm a singer. Like, how am I going to do that, you know, with these kind of records? But um, at the same time, I did understand. I mean, that's probably still the biggest streaming song for me right now. So I understand. But um, yeah, I just, I fought about that one. So I just wanted to be honest about
0: that. <laughs> but I feel like with uh, the track Hallelujah, yeah, like that kind of put that in there to to show that to me that yeah. that you are a singer that yeah you can do all these other things that people like mm-hmm. but at the end of the day I can still sing do you do you feel like that that captured that for you or
1: yeah i think that it did but i think you know promotion for me like my i, I felt like um the promo for me could have mm-hmm. been a lot better um so a lot of people who hear three times crazy probably have not heard Hallelujah unless they're from the Bay Area or they okay. truly follow my music, you know? So it's really just finding that, you know, some people probably have never hallelujah some people don't know that it was ti's track and they really took a chance on a new artist and was like well give her a shot let her go ahead and do the hook which i'm always going to be so grateful for and then i was like well i'm still this song and you know create my own spin on it showing that i can sing and also telling a little bit about my story Mm -hmm. um but you know i feel like that whole project probably didn't get the promotion that i wish it would have gotten so and that that makes sense yeah Um,
0: because that's why when you said that I was like well if you hear that song I feel like it captures that and so Mm -hmm. but from coming from that that perspective if you don't feel like there's you know the people even got the chance to 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 get to that that's Mm -hmm. yeah that's gonna be difficult Um, yeah what I what I wanted to also say is I wanted to go to uh your more recent track I don't mind Mm -hmm. um and for me I got some like Anita Baker like feeling there, like yeah. uh, and uh, and some Boys and Men on Bending and Knee. Um, yes. um through the production. Mm-hmm. And then I just thought it was a really good, um really, really good song. And what just tell Thank me how you. that came about and, and what were your feelings during um. that process?
1: Well, because I'm in this like transitional place, like I wanted to just kind of put a song out there, just so people can know that I'm still here. I'm working on something right now, but let me just give you guys something to let you know that, you know, there will be things to come. And um, I worked with a really dope producer on that, K Dot. And a songwriter named Sam. She's an artist as well. And um, I was like, just give me something. We need to just do something smooth. Like that's kind of like the the place I was in. Okay. And so um, I did have little pockets of like the Anita inspired portion, and then um, Usher. I'm a really big oh, that's Usher that, fan. Oh, okay. That's, I'm a really that's really, really where it was. Okay. Serious Usher fan. I was like, I, I- yeah, so I was like, Oh, I'm gonna flip, and I don't mind, I don't mind giving my love, or You remind me of a girl that I want to, yeah. So I just was taking little pieces from uh people that inspire me, um, artists that inspire me, and um, I just wanted to do something that felt good, I was kind of in that place, yeah. It's is,
0: it is a very good feel good song, thank um, you. And then I really enjoyed the guitar at the end, it, the um, that guitar fade out or reminded me of uh, jay-z's takeover
1: yes thank you
0: yeah shout out out to gate out out for that yeah yeah that was was really really nice um thank you um i do want to talk about the there was a section on um
1: first of all i really appreciate your questions by the way
0: (laughs) thank you thank you
1: they're not the typical like so when did you like like you know uh, you know the typical questions so i appreciate that
0: all i really want uh because I mm-hmm. just recently posted uh, that clip of Lauren Hill, um, that last section where she's talking about like just like being yourself in essence. Yeah. And I just felt that was interesting. Is that something that you intentionally chose to put on there? And um, from- The Lauren Hill piece? Yeah, thing. yeah.
1: Um, yeah, because it just um, spoke to me like um, I was really in that place at that time. And I kind of still am just figuring out love and knowing that I really want to be happy. But how do I get to that? What do I need to do? Like, I know I need to love myself first in order to get that proper love. But like, like what are the steps? And I feel like a lot of young girls are dealing with this like confusion of like relationships and how to maintain them and how to stick it out or how to leave. And, you know, like all this confusion around love. A lot of us who have grown up like without fathers and that father not being that first love. And so um, it's just the confusion of it all. Um, and so I think just that whole pocket of what she was talking about, I was like, oh my God,
0: like. Yeah, it just resonated with you so yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, I think it's important for other people to hear that too. Um, yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it and I felt it fit the, the track as well. Thank you. Um, It was a great way to like end it off. So I Thank thought you. it was really important. I do want to say, I want to kind of, I guess introduce the people of how I first listened to your music and tell you as well. Cause I don't think I ever Please. told you. Is, yeah. Actually, GQ, I was listening to his album, East 14, Mm-hmm. and I believe it's Stay.
1: Yep, you're yeah. right. Yeah,
0: Stay. And I was like, wow, like, I was like, who is this singer on here? It, it adds so much soul to it. Mm-hmm. I was like, and it, it really, like, it resonated, and I felt it would have, without that, even if it was another singer, it would have felt missing, it was mm-hmm. missing something. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about it on the podcast I did with him as well, mm-hmm. and he, then he told me, I was like, okay. And um, then after that point, that's when I started listening to your music, and I was that's like, true. okay, yeah. And that's what one of the things I love about music how it how it's, it has that branching effect. Mm-hmm. Of I found him through listening to Rhapsody. I found Rhapsody through listening to Kendrick, right? And you know, it's just a, a, a everlasting it's an everlasting chain. Yeah. And and what is there a particular artist that you found um, that kind of led you on a chain to a different music that you mm. that, that influenced you in your musical process? That yeah. You would have never got to if you didn't hear that first person that then links you to that last person i guess
1: wow a that's a really really good question first of all shout out to gq he is really dope yeah. like his style of rapping the things that he's speaking about like i think that we need more of that yeah, he's, so yeah he's he's incredible a
0: dope lyricist yeah definitely definitely
1: probably underrated actually
0: no i yeah I, I put him on my he was that album was uh i think number six on my top 10 of last year so
1: mm-hmm.
0: people if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. East 14th. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a really good album. Really
1: don't. Something always leads me to, like, it, it really doesn't even have to be listening to one person and then going to another. It could just be, like, based on a conversation or um, movies. Like, so I have, like, this really serious, like, obsession with, like, 80s music. Okay. And, um people think that is random but like I'm really into like 80s movies so I like Pretty in Pink I like Just One of the Guys I like License to Drive The Breakfast Club but they they got dope soundtracks too you know we we got our you know like Love Jones and Boys in the Hood and but to me they got some dope soundtracks too and so um that led me to um a lot of like 80s music so like Madonna and Peter Cetera and people be like what but listen I, I could listen to like 80s light pop rock like all day good music though in general always leads me to something I know um, I can only listen to people that I feel like are either telling a story or um, giving me something new in the sound that I haven't heard before which is why I do like like the innovative artists you know um, trendy I understand we need these to,
0: they have a space but
1: right. But if I like with Kendrick, for example, like just certain things that he does, like I can hear his influence, but then I can also hear the future, you know, even with early Kanye. Um, So, yeah, I just I'm just into like, um, what did you say? Authenticity, like a unique sound, a unique story, a unique way of rapping, a unique way of singing. Um, I think that. I'm not a fan of like the greatest singers in the world. I like tone. I like how you say the word the, or like how you probably smoked a cigarette before you sang this song. So it's like kind of crunchy and rough. Like, I know that sounds weird, but that's the kind of stuff that I'm into. so yeah that kind of went away from the question but no, then but at the same time yeah
0: that that's uh those are the same things that i like in music i say it all the time mm-hmm. to me to i tell people if you want to make my top 10 list especially when it comes to hip-hop yeah have be a storyteller be a storyteller and give unique perspective mm-hmm. i don't my mom even used have to always experience say that it I, I don't, it doesn't have to be an, an experience i've had but right have it from an interesting perspective mm-hmm. like, the other thing or be unique but don't just be unique for the sake of being different. Yeah. Be unique with a purpose. Absolutely, like being unique because this is where it took you and made you feel and whatever, whatever exactly. that is. But like authentic. Yeah, um, and You're right. I-, I wanted to also touch on when you were talking about the '80s music, "My Angel." That when I heard that, I love the sample that that's taken from from the Drive soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, like, that's my, like, I wait, love wait, that wait, song. Wait. I love wait. that song. I think you
1: just put me onto something, because Trax made that for me, but I don't know the sample. Yeah, it's from What's um,
0: it? it's from The Drive with uh that movie with Ryan Gosling. Uh-huh. Like, it's a good movie for those me, out there. Let me, As, let me, let me that write shit, that down. It, that's, it's a really good movie. It has a lot of, I think it's uh, The Night Call is one of uh, the songs that's on that sample, but it's a really good it's a really. Good, I'm, okay. I'll send it to you after this. Please that. do, yeah. please do.
1: Yeah, because tracks had just sent me just like a load of music, and I was and that like spoke to me. And at the time, I was um, actually my. Well, when I wrote that, it was like um. Kind of a dedication to everybody I've lost, like throughout my life or whatever. But that specifically at that time was when my god sister was murdered in West Oakland. Oh. I wrote that like the next day, um, and so when he sent me that I was like oh I can put it to that and I'll just leave it as like and I couldn't even finish it so I just left it as like a little interlude but I didn't know it was a sample so now I gotta go find it. Yeah
0: it's a it's a really good song and so I was like when you said that mm-hmm. I was like okay we have a similar ear when it comes to yeah, yeah so that's dope. Um, yeah that is people don't tend to to want to be open with their diverse selection in music I, I feel right. and I'm not quite sure why that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a you know a feeling of why
1: you know I had kind of gotten into that place too and I had to try and get out of it even just as far as like just listening to old stuff not even like opening up and trying to understand like this new sound because R&B has a new sound right mm-hmm. now like everything is kind of like shifting and I would just be like I'm gonna just stick to my you know over here my old school slaps or whatever but I think that it is important to kind of like know what's happening and um So that's kind of what I've been doing as of lately, just kind of listening to like the new artists that are coming out, what they're talking about. But for a long time, I was like against it. Mm. But I think music is just ever evolving. So you have to, you don't have to, but I think that, you know, it does help to hear what's happening right now and to create your, your sound or where you're going just based on maybe to make sure you're not sounding like what's out or to kind of like, you know, so I think it's important to kind of like at least move with. I mean, have you know, obviously everything like your favorites, and but I think it's important to kind of like hear the new stuff too.
0: Be open yeah. to it, at but least. I, I
1: was not open to it for a, a long time, and I had to work through that. Yeah, because I started to feel like, oh man, everything sounds the same. You know, I started to feel like I was kind of on an island. Like everything that I liked is like nobody's into that. Like somebody had even told me one time, and it's actually like a friend of mine, I don't even think he was trying to be funny, but he was just like, You almost sing a little too good for like this era of music, <laughs> you gotta pull back. I was like, Whoa, okay,
0: yeah, that's that's <laughs> and and. Yeah, he probably didn't mean it, but yeah. that's like telling Michael Jordan, Don't don't be the best don't <laughs> right. be the best player in the NBA. Right, you know, right. Bring it back a bit. Bring little it back bit. a little bit, bring you know,
1: back. you're a little too ahead of the Yeah.
0: You know. Just just, just yeah. take a few less shots, you know, miss on purpose a couple of times. Right, <laughs> exactly.
1: It's like I don't how do you do that? I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I don't know how to not be what I've worked to be, you know? Um
0: Yeah, that's a mindset that you've developed yeah. and built for so long. Right. To, to try to change that. For, I mean Risk reward So yeah. yeah
1: And I'm like You know I've grown up In the era Where like Or even not Grown up in the era But just like Even going back And researching Older artists Like just greatness And evolving And taking your fans With you And talking about Things that are important Or simply just Making music That feels good Like those are the kinds of artists that I've grown up listening to and being inspired by. Like I want longevity in my career.
0: And those and are I, the ones that have the, yeah. the longevity because they can you can't you can't keep on finding waves because mm. eventually you're not going to find the wave. Right. Like every and surfer think, does not find the best wave. You have to it, but if you if you're making your own and you're riding you're your own it. wave and you're creating your own yes. wave, there's never That's what it's always Exactly And you're growing And your audience Will grow with you
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that It's also important To um, Do your best To try to be The best In every piece Of the Like Performance mm -hmm. Should be key Writing should be key The delivery Of the song Should be key Your style Should reflect The sound Like Everything should You should aim To be great In every piece And I've noticed That there are sometimes big records and then when you go out to a show or something, you, you want that connection, but it's just like like those are the kinds of artists that I love when every it looks like everything was worked hard. Yeah. On.
0: Everything was thoroughly thought through. Yeah, in, um yes. made sure every aspect of and that's yeah, those are the ones that do last is because even even if the consumer or the fan or the customer doesn't consciously realize it, we appreciate it, right? We appreciate those things. We appreciate that you took that time, even though we don't know it. A lot of people, because we live in a world where we just like what we get. Get what we, but we we subconsciously. That's why those make it, right? Because we subconsciously go, oh yeah, they put in that work. They deserve exactly. <laughs> they deserve keep on exactly. getting this praise, um, and then it's a uh, just uh, reverberating effect. It keeps on going. So that's crazy process on how that goes mm-hmm. I do want to go into how your creative process like what is it what gets you into your zone that's one of the interesting things to me about artists and creators is what what gives them that creative I know it's in you but what puts you in that zone to create even more or more efficiently for you some people are just random some people yeah. they you know put themselves in a box and, <laughs> and say yeah I'm gonna be in here and we gonna figure it out so what is your like
1: when I'm in a bad mood that sounds really bad no i write the best songs when i'm in pain
0: um yeah the best art comes from pain and tragedy yeah
1: yeah um his
0: um, best work was you know, to me <laughs> what what you think his best work was my twisted dark fantasy
1: okay yeah i hear that a lot
0: yeah what about you
1: um the very first
0: oh uh college dropout no yeah yeah college dropout, yeah,
1: yeah because um I don't know Everything he was saying I was going through
0: no, Like younger. I wanted to
1: not, I wanted to walk out of my job I wanted to Assault the manager If he kept asking me Stupid questions yeah, yeah. I wanted to drop out of college Like He You know Like He Yeah That, that That's my favorite from him
0: That's my Just second. because
1: I Connected with it But yeah. that Connected
0: Yeah Now Now I agree with you for me That's the one that I most Personally connect with But mm-hmm. like artistically I think just my Dark twist of I hear that a lot like, though I like, hear that all of the lights, almost production-wise, it's like almost perfect. Mm. Like it might be perfect in my mind. <laughs> just, it just might be perfect. Yeah, just the way like it's. Yeah, yeah he locked it's, in it's for it's that one. So many layers in that in that production. Yeah, so many layers, but it sounds. Ooh, okay, but but, in, yeah. but
1: you know, I hear a lot of artists do say like you know, that moment of like that deep feeling is what brings like the greatest, and I I noticed that like. Um, In my darkest times is when I can literally get it out or when I'm confused or frustrated. But when I'm just chilling, I'm like, uh, writer's block, like, you know? So I have to figure out a way. I've been trying to figure out a way to not let that be be the, yeah. But when, when something is happening, like, okay, for example, with what we're dealing with this week with the Nia Wilson thing, and I have this show here um on Sunday in Oakland and it, it is my responsibility to go out and to obviously perform for my fans and give a good show but I have to I have to speak about this I have to perform a song that's connected to this like and not for the people necessarily like for me that because I'm feeling like affected by this you know and um, it's here in our home so now I feel like a responsibility. But now I know, like, ooh, yeah, I got to get out here. I got to, like, I I know I'm going to go into a moment because of this is so heavy. Um, So I just find that in moments of, like, tragedy and change, like, is when I feel the most, if that makes sense. I
0: mean, it makes sense. Um, I was just having this conversation because I'm starting another business as well, and some of the some of the things that i see in other entrepreneurs that are starting the business at the same time mm-hmm. in different businesses are mm-hmm. dropping out like super fast and mm-hmm. i'm like with discomfort comes change and growth you right. can't change and grow without being discomfort so true. there's nothing in life gr- when when we're kids mm-hmm. and we have pains in our bones and we mm-hmm. say they, what they say is growing pains yes when teeth come in what they do they hurt that's it's growing right. pains that's right when you give birth you 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 producing a baby mm-hmm. it's pain growing pain It's there's nothing and you know in how life key that,
1: that is because when we talk about social media things tend to look like voila yeah and so these kids don't understand that there are steps there are setbacks there are things that are going to happen before you get to that moment you can get there but understand there's going to be rocks darn that the road's going to change but I feel like they don't see enough of that. So when it doesn't just become, da-da, then they're like, oh, I'm good. I'm done. You know? And
0: that is a a change in society is that people are seeing Instagram, as you said, Facebook, all social media. And it's Mm -hmm. like people are only posting positive things. You have to realize that. That it's only or mostly positive things. Yeah. And if it's negative things, it's not negative things about them. It's Mm -hmm. negative things about other people. That's right. So... You're not seeing what they're going through Mm -hmm. negative wise so if you keep that in perspective Mm -hmm. it's it's like reading all the good parts in a good in a book like you're you're missing oh the how the hero got to the point of of getting his powers like he probably lost somebody you know things happen exactly life happens with Mm -hmm. everybody everybody goes through struggles but we also need to be understanding of that and that's and that's something that we do try to promote on the podcast is like being open-minded to Most people are going through a lot of things too. So, Mm -hmm. a lot of times when people do shit that's fucked up, it's because they're going through something and and they don't know how to deal with it. Exactly. And so, try to keep that in balance. Don't say let people run you over and do things like that, you Mm -hmm. know, but just keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Just be open minded. Um, I agree. I definitely want people to check out your albums 808, definitely. Mm -hmm. I don't mind, like I said, it's a really good, it's a really, really good song. You should go check it out, download it. Yeah, please Um, do. And. Yeah. and then you got the show coming up.
1: I definitely have um, a pretty like cool catalog for now with um, 580, 880, and On My Way. On My Way is a combination of the two. And when I created those two separate EPs, I was just coming back home from Atlanta, trying to figure out how to maneuver and um, kind of getting back into that independent artistry and um, trying to, again, quote unquote, just figure it out. Like with love, with relationships, with music, with just my personal life in general. And um, I really just created those projects based on that. Um, And now I feel like like that was a chapter. That chapter is getting ready to close. And um, there's a major change coming for me um, with the style of music, sound, performance, um, everything. And I'm just um, ready. I feel like I um, came back home from Atlanta and I think I think that I had to go through some things. I had to go through some things and fall off and bounce back and um, build my team, and um, which is important. Um, and now I think that I'm right, finally in the right place. Um, there's gonna be roadblocks and everything that you do, but um, I'm prepared. I don't think I was prepared the first time around when I went to a major label. Um, And I just hope that every I know, actually, that everybody will receive what's getting ready to happen. And I'm very confident, which I wasn't the first time around. I was like, wait, so this will be doing. Okay, cool. I mean, all right. Now I'm like, this is my second time coming. I'm not leaving again. And I think you guys I think the world will be really happy with where this goes, not just the Bay Area. Yeah, I
0: yeah. mean, I'm definitely excited to see to see what's coming up, and I know those who aren't, they should be, Thank because you. like I said, the the music that you have put out, like like I said with um earlier with Childish Gambino, mm-hmm. and he had a trans- trans- transition period as well, mm-hmm. and all the things that you see, or you hear hearing his music now, mm-hmm. I hear portions, I've heard portions of it in Because of the Internet, Sober, mm-hmm. And you can just see how all those elements came together to give you "Awaken My Love," to give you "This Is America," and Mm. um, his latest um, songs. And that's how I feel with your music. I hear those little elements that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. and the fact that you're at the point of that that confidence and the comfortability. Yeah, I'm just really excited how they're gonna come all together because I know, and it's gonna be, and it's just gonna be amazing. So,
1: in this world where everything is so. I don't know where I fit. I'm gonna come outside, I'm probably gonna have pimples on my face, I'm probably gonna have sweats on, I'm probably not gonna have a full face of makeup, you know, unless I gotta go on stage or something like that. And that should be okay. I'm still a superstar. I'm still everything that I worked for, you know what I mean? And I feel like um, this time around, I am unapologetically me. And um, I think I was afraid of that before. And um, I think, with being more open with saying like, you know what, I don't know. You know what, I was fucked up when I did that. You know what, I like me just being open, yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there like me, but they are afraid to do that. And um, that's what this is getting ready to be. And I promise you it's gonna be something big. I I promise you, I promise you. This is gonna be really cool. And um, I'm just looking forward to this moment and to see how everybody reacts to it. Especially here, people at home in the Bay Area, because... There, I have a lot of supporters here, like a lot of people who have listened to my music even before 580 that I'm gonna always be so grateful for that are always there. Even if I'm down or I'm kinda like getting into one of my moves and I get on social media and somebody is emailing me or DMing me or posting about one of my previous songs and how it stopped them from committing su- like These things are kinda the things that have helped me continue to move forward. Um, but I think I needed to come back home from Atlanta and I needed to fall apart to build myself back up again. And I'm okay with the scratches and bruises. I think those are the things that people need to see. Um,
0: You got to destroy before you rebuild.
1: That's right. That's right. And I'm for people who's I'm still confused about love. I still don't get it. I still don't understand relationships. I know that's what 580 was about. (laughs) Like you know, I'm I'm still in that place, but I'm I'm gonna get through it. Um, But there's a lot of people that that are in those places. So that's what this whole next moment is about to be about. Part of
0: the human experience is, is experiencing that and, and dealing with it and, and figuring a way through it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: sometimes, we, I mean, in life, it's cycles. We gonna There's always going to be ups and downs, mm-hmm. and it's about managing those. And like I said, I'm really excited to see what's coming up next for you because, um, like I said, I think when you put all those together and, like, your, your, your music prior is really good as well. So, Thank you. So um, just seeing the growth and evolution is going to, uh, like I, I said, appreciate it. keep an ear out, keep an eye out. Um, yes, definitely please. go to her uh, social media pages, Neta yes. Brielle. Uh, yes. There will be a link in the description below, so definitely click that link and follow her mm-hmm. there. She's a good follow. Uh, she does respond back. Uh, I am proof of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. Unless you say, let's work. I hate when people say that. If you hit me like just like tell me what you're doing tell me where i can hear your music or where i can see some of the stuff you've done or say that you haven't and you but don't say let's work and that's it because i don't know what that means <laughs> do your people ever hit you and be like let's work
0: yeah and then i hit them back and be like what and where what are and then yeah. they go i don't know yeah and it's like what i go well let me know when you do right <laughs> so exactly. no but i definitely that is that is a valid point yeah. um you definitely have to uh as we said before, you have to have a purpose to Absolutely. Um, it.
1: Absolutely. has to make sense. Uh, yeah. That's all. So,
0: again, follow her. Definitely follow her. Listen to her music. Uh, and but I want to say thank you again. And, uh, <laughs> thank you for having me. I really enjoyed me. the interview. Um, it, was, it was a pleasure meeting you as well.
1: Thank so. you. Shout out to GQ too.
0: I want to say thank you for everybody for listening to another Stay Woke podcast. You know our motto, live, listen to some great music, and above all, love more. We're out.